Brett Kavanaugh's nomination to the U.S. Supreme Court was all but a sure thing and expected to change the courts and the country for decades to come. But now, a movement decades in the making is possibly upending Kavanaugh's nomination. The GOP still may get him confirmed, but at what risk? This is TikTok. I'm Dave Myers. Joining me today to help fully grasp what's at stake here is Bloomberg News Supreme Court reporter Greg Storr. Thanks for joining us, Greg. Sure thing, David. So next Monday is now turning out to be the main event in a Supreme Court fight that was kind of supposed to be over more or less by now. Take us back to how Brett Kavanaugh's original confirmation hearing went and the expectations for that confirmation. Well, it went largely as expected. Uh, he did not commit to how he's going to rule on any future cases. He left the impression he would be a conservative justice, but he didn't uh, commit any errors that might uh, create grounds for somebody to vote against him, and we were uh, fully expecting him to win confirmation by a very narrow vote. So it was, it was smooth sailing. Then came along this letter brought to light by Senator Dianne Feinstein. What did that say, and, and how did that really come about? Well, the way it came about was it was uh, first sent anonymously to uh, an, another California representative, Anna Eshoo, and then uh, passed along to Senator Feinstein. The letter came, comes from a woman who we now know to be a uh, university professor named Christine Blasey Ford, who said that 35 years ago, a teenaged Brett Kavanaugh and a friend tried to force themselves mm-hmm. on her. And so between this letter and a Washington Post interview, uh, she said the two boys were allegedly drunk. They took her into a bedroom. They uh, locked the door. They uh, Brett Kavanaugh covered her mouth and clumsily tried to take off her clothes. She eventually got away um, and, and left left this party. And uh, I should say that Brett Kavanaugh has uh, denied that the incident ever took place. So the denial um, and the lawyers now come out saying her client is ready to testify before the Senate Judiciary Committee. And that takes us to next Monday. So what what will it look like then? What, what should we expect? Well, we really don't know. And the biggest reason we don't know is that she has not confirmed to Senate Judiciary Chairman uh, Chuck Grassley that she will come to this. Um, so he has announced this mm. hearing that in, 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 that what, what the senator wants is for just Judge Kavanaugh and Professor Ford to testify, uh, no other witnesses, um, and it may be just the two of them testifying. But until we find out for sure that she has confirmed she's coming, we don't know. So we don't even know this will happen there. I know there's been calls from maybe more witnesses. So this is all up in the air. But this does kind of take us back to a similar situation with Clarence Thomas years ago, right? Right. So if it doesn't end up as the two of them testifying, uh, it will feel a lot more like Clarence Thomas, where you have essentially a he said, she said situation. Uh, now, the allegations here are rather different from from uh, Justice Thomas. Uh, in one sense, they're more serious. Um, this is sexual mm-hmm. assault being yeah. alleged rather than just uh, harassment. Uh, in another sense, though, uh, Thomas's alleged uh, misconduct took place while he was an adult in an important government position. And this uh, allegedly took place while Brett Kavanaugh was a teenager, that might make a difference. Um, and, of course, the political climate is, is very, very different. Uh, you know, the Thomas hearings were divisive, but the country was not uh, quite as divided as it is today. And another thing that the country back then wasn't going through is this Me Too movement that we have today. So has that really made this what it is? I mean, with, without that movement, do we not have this letter? 
Uh, it's hard to say whether we would have this letter, but it certainly seems seems likely, at least possible, that we would not have this letter. Women have certainly uh, felt empowered to come forward with allegations like this. Um, and this is a time when we have seen so many incidents like this that society as a whole tends to be more will- willing to believe a woman who comes forward to say she's been the victim of sexual misconduct. And we've seen this play out in mm-hmm. you know, case after case, Bill Cosby, Har- Harvey Weinstein, Les Moonves, um, and, and that may give her some additional cre- credibility, assuming she testifies. So I think we know what's at stake if Brett Kavanaugh is actually confirmed, a young conservative judge on the bench for decades. But let's talk about what's at stake for Democrats and Republicans who will vote for his committee vote and, and then maybe, maybe his, his confirmation vote. And let's let's start with the Republicans. Yeah, so they're potentially in a political bind. So as you said, we're we're talking about a young conservative judge who could be on the bench for decades, and this is basically the holy grail for for Republicans having a fifth conservative vote on the Supreme Court. On the other hand, you have the specter of you know, 11 Republicans on the Senate Judiciary mm-hmm. Committee grilling a woman who says she's been sexually assaulted. And then we potentially have the party saying, um, you know, unanimously or almost unanimously, we don't believe her. And that, that would be a tough uh, uh, image for a party that's already struggling with, with women voters. And what do two of the most prominent Republican female senators say about this? Well, they, they, they are saying relatively little right now. Um, mm. Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski, uh, you know, Collins has come out and said, I want, you know, she's called, called for a hearing. She wants to hear from them both. Um, they are, uh, by all appearances, going to listen closely to the testimony, assuming it happens, um, and, <laughs> you know, make a judgment about who they believe. So let's take a look at the senators. Someone like, you know, Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia. How does he vote yes for Kavanaugh if it gets to that and then go back to West Virginia in a tough uh, election campaign for November? And how does he address that with female voters? Well, so first, first of all, one thing to keep in mind is it's possible, depending on how all this plays out, he may not have to vote. Um, so he, he was going to be in a position of, of, of a somewhat tough vote. Mm-hmm. But if uh, Collins and Murkowski say we're not going to support him, I expect you would see the nominate, nominee withdraw and it never would come to a vote. Um, I, I, I think probably the way to, to look at, at uh, Senator Manchin's situation is it makes it much easier for him to vote no on this nominee mm. should it come to this because he is not opposing any nominee from the president, but opposing a nominee who has this this sort of cloud hanging over him. So confirmed or not confirmed, how does this whole situation play out, impact the, the midterm elections as a whole, from House races to the other Senate races? Yeah, so that, that, that is very complicated. It certainly depends on how this plays out, um, whether we have that image of, of Republican senators, uh, male senators questioning this woman. Uh, but the ultimate question is probably, who is this going to mobilize? Is this going to, mm-hmm. traditionally, the Supreme Court is an issue that mobilizes conservatives more than than uh, liberals. Um, but is this this uh, both the fact that the court could be shifting to the right and the fact that you have this woman whose whose allegations are being uh, tested and, mm-hmm. and treated with skepticism by Republicans? Is that going to mobilize more liberal voters, more female voters to, co- to come out and support the Democrats? Yeah, when Democrats looking for support on this, I mean, does this kind of feel like the letter that Senator Feinstein brought out to light late in the process. Does this feel like a Hail Mary for of sorts for some Democrats? 
Well, the letter you know, was actually written in July. So the letter itself, it's a little hard to characterize as a Hail Mary. But um, Republicans do blame Democrats for keeping it a secret until, <laughs> yeah. until just a few days ago. Now, it's not clear which Democrats actually knew about the letter, letter beyond Senator Feinstein um, uh, until a few days ago. Senator Feinstein says she uh, has been keeping it confidential because that's what, that's what uh, Ms. Ford, Professor Ford, uh, wanted. Um, it, that is an issue, but it's, it, it's without knowing more details about exactly what the calculation was going on with Democrat, Democrats. It's a little uh, hard to judge whether uh, the criticisms of, of the late, lateness of, of the disclosure are warranted. And I have to ask you about President Donald Trump. He nominated him, and at the moment he's standing by him. He is standing by him, and of course that's very Donald Trump-like. He doesn't uh, like withdraw. He doesn't apologize, and um, you know, uh, eventually, depending on how this plays out, you know, reality may may kick in if, he, if there aren't the votes to con- confirm him. Uh, but for now, mm-hmm. um, pretty full full throated. Not attacking Professor Ford yet. Uh, you know, holding his yeah, fire on true. that, um, but but certainly supporting Judge Kavanaugh. So when it comes to Monday, and the Senate Judiciary Committee is meeting, and presumably. Both witnesses are there. How are they going to tell who's telling the truth? Well, your guess is as good as mine. I mean, that that may be a judgment call for each each individual, um, and, and uh, you know, it, it's entirely possible both of them will come off as uh, believable. I think a lot a lot of people looked at the Clarence Thomas hearings that mm-hmm. way, and then the question is, you know, what is your default rule? Do you uh, say that the judge is entitled to the benefit of the doubt, or do you say, um, if I'm not sure, I don't want to uh, risk putting somebody on the Supreme Court for a life? Lifetime, and you know that may depend on, uh, certainly will depend on the judgments of of individual senators. Greg Store, thanks for joining us today. Sure thing. Make sure to follow Greg on Twitter. He's at Greg Store. That's the TikTok for today. Thanks for listening, and please head on over to iTunes and let us know what you think. I'm Dave Myers. You can follow me on Twitter at David F Myers, and you can get all your updates on Twitter twenty four seven at TikTok.